Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. <clears throat> Thanks for being here. Friday edition of the Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing for those of you who are new. I call this quantum mental investing. It's the combination of quantitative analysis, which is computer learning and AI for execution purposes, combined with a fundamental foundation of research and that's how we create our information edge. That's what I share with you every time I come on this show. Thanks for joining me. Now, I got 30 years of experience doing this. It's a live trading desk. You got a live look in. I got computers all around me. I'm actively investing and trading as I'm sharing this information with you. So bear with me if the phones ring. I might have to pick them up. Um, <clears throat> lot to unpack today. This is a week in review. Every Friday, I come on here and I try to share with you, you know, exactly what the picture is for the end of the week for active investors putting capital to work. Now, let's just review the ground rules again. I'm sharing with you my information that I'm using in my own portfolio and for clients I manage money for through our interactive brokers affiliation. That doesn't mean you should run out and go buy whatever I say or go sell something. So why are you here? Why are you listening? Because I'm going to share information with you that's going to make you a smarter investor. That's the purpose of this show. You could say it's educational. Sure, you might get some ideas here, and you might do your own research and then buy the stock and make money, and I hope you do. That would be great. But what I really want to impart to you is how to manage your risk and put yourself on the right side of probabilities and statistics every time. How to commit capital only when the reward is worth the risk and knowing the difference. That's what I'm trying to share with you when I share this information. How do we do that? We have proprietary algorithms designed to trade short and long-term the key indexes that we believe drive risk decisions. The ARMA report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Everything begins and ends on this desk with managing risk. Now, I'm going to talk about energy stocks today. I'm going to talk about precious metal stocks today. I'm going to talk about our favorite group, the cannabis stocks. Those are all longer-term conversations discussing fundamentals. But you cannot make money in any of those types of investments without managing risk correctly. And that's why we always start the show 
by going over risk management, by talking about the big indexes, right? Because seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. So what you want to try to do is commit the maximum amount of your capital when the reward to risk ratio is correct. And then enjoy the fruits of your labor as things run away. Don't chase. Don't get all excited. You're in a massive bull market. Don't lose your head. Make bad decisions. Always understand where the market is first and then drill down into your favorite groups and then drill down into your favorite stocks. I'm going to share with you individual stock ideas today, not for you to run out and buy them, but as I say, they're on my armor whiteboard. It's the whiteboard where we're focusing our research. We're going to go over a couple of ideas I've talked about in the last few months, see where they're trading and which ones that are on our whiteboard are still in their, what we would say, buy zone, an area where it's worth taking a shot based on our algorithms. All right. Let's get to it. Step one, the seven indexes, right? Let's go over this again real quick for those of you who are new. We are investing slash trading the exchange traded funds of the following indexes. The S&P, which is SPY, for those of you following along. The Dow, D-I-A, is the symbol. The NASDAQ 100, QQQ. Small cap index, IWM, the momentum index, MTUM, the value index, VLUE, and we round it out with the IBD50, FFTY. Those seven, in our opinion, give us good coverage of the whole market. Now, we have four model portfolios at the Armour Report designed to help you take all this information and distill it down to how capital should be managed. Now, I don't know your risk tolerance, so I can't tell you where you fit in these four models. But over time, you'll determine what your risk model is and which is the best model to fit you, okay? Or you may even take a piece of each. So we have conservative, balanced, aggressive, and index only. So let's talk about our indexes. These algorithms are designed to get us in and out of the market on a swing basis. So a part of the portfolio is for swing purposes, a part long-term. When I talk about dividend-paying stocks, those are long-term, right? We're trying to position them correctly when the reward to risk is right. When the probabilities are at their highest, we'll get an increase in our principal while we collect the dividend yield. And we might hold those for years. But a certain part of the portfolio, we're going to swing trade. We're going to be buying these indexes on weakness, and we're going to sell them out into strength. And that helps build a cushion to protect our longer-term positions. So in this week in review, what I've been saying for the last couple of months is still accurate. We are on what we call a yellow light, right? So there's just to make it simple for you, because I could go on, you know, uh, into some type of in-depth, into-the-weeds you know, type of discussion and not the weed we want to talk about. And, uh, and you might get lost. So instead of going through all the you know, uh, um, statistical probability ratios and calculations, I boil it down for you. And I say, look, 
when we got a green light, when the algorithms are telling us that the confluence across all of the indexes is telling us that risk to reward is perfect right here, that's when we get aggressive and commit capital. Obviously, when it's a red light, that's when we're raising cash, protecting capital, raising stops for aggressive accounts who might even be short selling. Right now, we're on a yellow. We've been on a yellow for a couple of months. That's because there hasn't been confluence in the indexes. A couple of the big indexes are ripping higher. The, 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 the S&P, the NASDAQ, small caps now have joined the fray. Some of the other indexes are a little bit behind. So we've said, look, right now we're focusing our attention on dividend paying big cap stocks that follow two basic rules. And I've gone over this the last couple of weeks. I suggest you go watch the other videos. These are plays right out of my playbook on how to run money. We find big blue chip stocks that have suffered dramatically over a six to 12 month period for what we believe to be a transient problem. And when the reward to risk sets up correctly, we put the capital to work. Rule number two, play number two out of the playbook, if you will, is that we look for huge bases that last maybe a year or two. So a stock trades in a range and then blows out the top of the range for a new development. Something new has happened. Perfect example, Disney, right? Then we look to buy the first pullback to the 200 or the 50-day moving average, okay? And we put capital to work. So we're still on that yellow line. Truth be told, I'm not really interested in putting a lot of new capital to work. Right now, we're kind of just enjoying the ride. We're making money in these big names. Market's going to new highs. It's the end of the year. Uh, I'm not really looking to initiate a lot of new positions. But there's nothing in the algorithms that says there's something wrong with the indexes. Okay? Everything still looks good. So it's on a yellow light. I wouldn't switch it to a red light yet. Okay? Let's move on. Talk about cannabis, our favorite investing theme. Let's get it out there right now in the open. Okay. I'm going to talk about precious metals in a minute. I'm going to talk about the energy sector. But let's get to, to, to a chart here of um, uh, MJ, the ETF of all of the, the um, cannabis companies. Take a look. Okay, so as usual, we're still in that range. I'm not going to go over this again. You guys have heard me talk about it, so you know what's going on here. We have um, we have uh, no real movement this week. So we had that rip off the bottom after just the worst possible news in history for these stocks. And uh, no real movement higher yet, but then again, we haven't made new lows yet. So nothing to change there, no real conversation to have, nothing to really add. Okay, so I just touched on it. We've been talking about it ad nauseum. I can't wait to get on here, you know, and talk about how much money we're all making together. But we can't force that will on the market. And it's just not happening right now. So these stocks are going to bottom on their own at different phases. I look at MJ because it's the whole group. But some stocks in there are doing better than others. And so when I'm building out a portfolio, I'm not buying MJ. I'm buying the stocks where the you know, the proverbial creams rising to the top, stocks that are performing the best, holding above their lows. Um, I, will, I will submit to you 
two things. Number one, we're in tax loss selling season. We don't know if these stocks are going to bottom again. One last puking out of the group. It may happen that way. We don't know if the bottom's already in and they're just going to go dead quiet the rest of the year. And the leadership perhaps will start creeping up. That's how we'll know a bottom is in. I believe the leadership will be the stocks that are the best capitalized. So forget about what company you like more, which one has a product you think is cool, or, or which one might have you know, um, a long-term uh, edge based on their IP. None of that matters right now at the end of the year and at this stage in, in this investing cycle, in this investing theme. What matters now What takes precedence is that we're in a cash crunch for the whole industry. So the companies that will not need to dilute shareholders in the coming weeks and months, the companies with the most cash, the companies with a business model that's not burning through cash, those are the stocks that will do the best. So... You can figure out what those stocks are. I'll just tell you two off the top of my head. Okay, we all know Kronos. We all know Canopy Growth. They have huge cash hoards. You could say to me, God, I hate Canopy Growth. The management team's clueless. I I don't disagree with you, but they have a huge cash hoard. So they're not going to surprise you with a secondary offering that wrecks the stock price because it's more supply coming on the market. So for right now, All these kind of companies are managing and they're kind of running together. You're not going to see the separation you want based on product or IP until much later in the cycle. And so for my money, I focus on where the cash is and where I know I won't get dilution when I wake up tomorrow morning. All right, let's move on. Um, You know, before I move on, I'm going to share with you right now a stock that's just entered my whiteboard in the cannabis space. Alert, alert, alert. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, write this down, put it on your whiteboard. I haven't talked about this cannabis stock before. I'm going to talk about it right now. Okay? It's time to do your research and your homework on GW Pharmaceutical. Now, the stock's down $3.67 today. I'm not telling you to run out and buy it right now, okay? But what I am telling you is it's time to do your research on the stock. Follow me on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. I tweeted out yesterday a link, or it could have been two days ago, a link to an analyst conference that GW Pharmaceutical was at two days ago. I suggest you listen to it. This is the only company in the world right now where the FDA has approved a CBD drug. If the FDA comes out with very harsh ruling against all the other CBD manufacturers out there, that's a positive for this company. It's almost a hedge for a Charlotte's Web position. It's almost a hedge for Charlotte's Web. If the FDA comes out and says, God forbid, they say you can't sell edibles without running a clinical trial. GW Pharmaceutical is a huge winner 
Now, I don't think the FDA is going to say that. And I don't think GW Pharmaceutical goes down if the FDA comes out with normal guidelines. But if the FDA says that, there's only one guy in town that's already made it through the FDA, and they have a pipeline coming in 2020 of other CBD products where they've completed clinical trials. You've got to listen to this conference call. Go to my uh, Twitter feed, at Brett Rosenthal. Click on the link. Just scroll down through, and you'll see GW Pharmaceutical. Click on the link, spend the time, and listen to the call. Then make your own decisions what you want to do with the stock. Okay, let's move on to uh, take a look here, guys, at USO. I talked about this the other day. Okay, this is the ETF of oil. Oops, this is the ETF of oil. All right, so I show you these green highlights. This black line is the... Um, 200-day moving average, the blue line is the 50-day, that red line is the 20-day, all right? So we've gapped up above all the moving averages. We're holding that gap. Okay, you guys see that? Okay. Now, um, what's important about that is that we've now gotten past the OPEC Plus meeting. So very often you get crazy moves with energy in front of OPEC and then the disappointment on what OPEC does and you get a collapse. So right now we're not getting a collapse. OPEC says they're going to cut, I don't know, 500,000 barrels or something, whatever. No one really believes what they're going to do. So it's the reaction to the news that's most important to me. All we need is steady energy prices with a slight uptrend. I don't need energy prices to rip to 100. I just need steady prices on energy that trend higher. If that's the case, at the end of the year, where 2019 was a terrible year for energy stocks, I'm looking for the washout, tax loss selling, pick up my favorite names with big dividends. I'm going to share a couple of charts with you. Here we go. I've talked a lot about Occidental. You all know what I'm looking for there. It's a little double bottom. So far, it's holding. I'd like to see it start making higher prices. I can't force my will on the market. Right. So I have to look at the position, look at the 8% yield, do your own homework. I'm not telling you how to position stocks because I don't know your risk tolerance. Only you know that. I'm just sharing with you what's on my whiteboard. There's a name. Okay. Let's take a look at Schlumberger. You know, these are yields north of 5%, 6%, in case Occidental, you know, uh, uh, 8%. Schlumberger in an uptrend, double bottom in place since October. These chart patterns will accelerate higher if energy can sustain an upward move. These chart patterns may just flatline if energy flatlines and will collect a fat dividend check. Now, here's a couple of big names just to share with you, right? There's Chevron. You can go check out the dividend on that, right? There's Exxon. Okay. Okay. So, again, guys, I'm sorry I got to keep repeating myself, but just for the just so we're all on the same page. I'm not telling you I own all those stocks. I own some of them. I don't own others. I might own them in the future. I don't know. I'm just sharing with you where my focus is. For your whiteboard, do your research. But there are some fat dividend payers 
And if the price of energy can trend higher, I suspect after wherever the washout here is the end of the year, we could have already seen it, tax loss selling. These stocks are good stocks to put into a portfolio looking for dividend yield. Okay, let's move on to the last topic of the day. GDX. All right, so we talked about this the other day. You could see that the big move off of this green box I built for you, because there's your big consolidation going back to 2017. There's the blowout earlier this year. Now we're going through the consolidation phase. We don't know if this is the next, the beginning of the next leg higher. What we know is we gapped above the 50-day moving average, which is that blue line. Okay, I'll blow it up for you. All right, now we've closed the gap because it doesn't really matter the reason, but there was an employment number better than expected. And whenever that's the case, uh, shares of um, precious metals go lower for the day. Okay. It's just a knee jerk reaction. The, the reason for this guys, let me just, um, let me just look at you for a second. Let me explain real quick. Precious metals. Um, they rip back and forth on a daily basis um, based on economic numbers which makes absolutely no sense and doesn't really change the overall trend. It's just what day traders do to try to fleece you and rip you off. So whenever there's quote, strong economic numbers, they sell off gold and silver on that day. Okay. The implication is strong numbers means the economy is heating up means eventually the fed would raise rates means negative for gold and silver. Okay. The reason that's absurd going to give you a piece of information now. The reason that that is an absurd response, but it doesn't matter. I mean, that's what the players do. So they're going to you know, sell it off today. So the reaction to the news is most important. I hear you saying that to me. Hey, Brett, you always say that. You're right. The reaction is more important, but I'm just saying one day's reaction doesn't change the picture for me. Okay. We'll go back and look at this real quick. Okay. The, the, the stop loss there, some of you could say the 50-day moving average, if you wish to be that tight, I wouldn't argue with you. You could always come back at it again next week. Those of you also might say, clearly that double bottom would be your stop, right? So let's put the hand on the chart, right? That day right there started this next up leg, which is the double bottom, which is the higher low. You take out the low of that bar and you have to get out of Dodge. And of course, the last stop is going to be this 200-day moving average black line that coincides with the green box. As long as it stays above that level, you stay long the position. So there's three different ways that you can stop out that position. It really all depends on the type of investor you want to be and the type of trader. I'm going to leave that up to you. But let me share with you why it's so ridiculous that anybody should consider economic numbers as a direct correlation to what the metal will do based on the Fed's reaction. Let me explain to you how stupid that is. Okay. That used to be the right way to, 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 to manage your metal positions. I understand it's ingrained in everyone's mind, strong economy, strong dollar, weak metal prices. We are in a different world, guys, of negative interest rates, over $15 trillion worth, and counting. 
it doesn't matter what the economic numbers are right now. The Fed just said last week they're going to target inflation higher than 2%. They want inflation higher than 2%. That was just another telegraph from the Fed that they will not be raising rates. I don't care what the employment numbers are. Now, here's something that you may not know, little known fact, but it's true. In Germany, banks are now charging people to have a savings account. If you put money in a savings account in Germany, it has a negative interest rate. Think about that. Think about that. They were already charging investors who had more than 100,000 euros in the account a negative interest rate. Now, some banks in Germany just this week are charging every saver. If you have money in a savings account, you have to pay the bank for the right and the privilege to keep your money there. What kind of world are we live in, guys? Anybody with a brain would assume that the world we're living in at some point is going to lead to dramatically higher precious metals prices. Now, I grant you that all those people, all those people with brains in the last five years, ten years, have been carried out in body bags. Right? You think it all in this market, and you lose money. What you should be doing is just buying the S and P, buying big cap blue chip stocks, stuffing all your money into the top fangs, and leaving it alone. Now, every time the market craters, go play golf and not worry about it. Okay, but at some point. That will change. And so you need to think of ways to protect your capital. And this is why on our desk, we're always looking at the precious metal space. At some point, we're going to want exposure there. And so we take shots periodically to put our positions on. And we're taking it right here. And when we read a story that there are negative interest rates in banks in Europe, where they're charging, I mean, the story being they're charging savers of all kinds and sizes. What does that really do? It drives money into the economy. You ask me, how does that lead to higher metal prices? Well, it's forcing people to either spend it's, or it's forcing people to buy dividend stocks. This is why dividend stocks are performing so well. There's nowhere else to go with your money. You can't leave it, leave it in a savings account. You would think it would have driven people into other assets already when you had you know, half of a percent return on savings. I mean, I don't know why anybody keeps money in a savings account at a half of a percent. It's ridiculous. But how about negative interest? What if you were charged to have money in a savings account? Well, obviously, you wouldn't leave it there. So what are you going to do with it? You're going to buy hard assets, real estate, precious metals. You're going to buy equities. You're going to buy dividend payers. This is why the markets keep going higher. But it should also, at some point, no one knows when, lead to inflation. And I swear to you, anybody doing a call like this who's made a guess on when inflation is going to show up has been a complete idiot for the last decade. So God knows I'm not doing that. I'm just looking at the chart. 
of the precious metal stocks. They're leading gold and silver now, which is always bullish. They had a big blowout of a huge base, and they've consolidated. There's always a place in my portfolio for some of that to manage my risk. All right, guys. I wanted to get to – I want thanks for that. I wanted to get to a list of um, all of my uh, – I wanted to go over with you charts of stocks that we've talked about on this show so you could see – how they've done in the last couple of months when I spoke to you about a couple months ago, I'm going to share with you some of those examples and then show you some chart patterns that look the same today as those winners did a couple months ago. I'm going to do that with you on Monday. I just don't have time to do it today. So on Monday, what we'll do is go over some of our, our examples of success over the last couple months and look at what stocks have the same chart pattern and the same fundamental uh, situation in their business that we're buying today. All right. So I'll share that with you on Monday. I hope you've enjoyed this call. Please, as always, do me the favor. Give me a thumbs up. I know I should have told you that at the beginning of this, but I didn't. Maybe you guys do it for me anyway. I appreciate it. Um, have a great weekend. I look forward to talking to you again on Monday. Take care, guys.